This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Skins and the Atlanta Falcons, the scuffle on the sidelines, the injury report, is Larry Johnson coming to Washington, Riggins versus Dan Snyder, and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? What's up? Yo, 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 what's happening? What's yo, yo, up? yo. Welcome to episode... Yo, yo. 190. 190. 190. Harry Hug. Another loss for the Redskins. Hey, I wonder what the Redskins record, combined record is since we started the podcast. 190 episodes ago. Is it, Maybe we'll make that Tom's trivia this week since we don't have one. Is it like 20 and 42 or something? Hmm. I do believe it would be a losing record. I, I I'm confident going on 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 the record saying it is a losing record. Sixty nine. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. No, it's not that. It's not that high. <laughs> the losses are. Um, That's true. Looking at the itinerary here, I see a thank you note from John saying thanks for changing your schedules for me this week. You're welcome, dude. Aw. <laughs> and. Yes. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah, I was scheduled right now tonight to be um, laying in bed, possibly going to sleep, and now I'm recording this. So, anyway, moving on. Not like you were going to do something useful. Moving on. All right. Remember when I told you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. The, all right. We're going to move into right. the game. Oh wait, hold on, all right. Aaron. All right, Aaron. All Aaron, right. hold all on. Right. All right. All right. Are you hold ready? On. All, all right. right. What? All right. All right. Let's go. Hold on. (laughs) Did you get that out of your system? Man, we suck. Did you get that out of your system? (laughs) All right. Go for it, Aaron. What were you going to say? We're moving on to the loss at Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Just imagine one of those big graphics that pops up on, like, CNN when, like, something major happens and they, like, they're like, quick, make a graphic for this. And they keep it up there for (laughs) days. It's like this rotating A. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. There it is. The loss of Atlanta. Uh, Let me see. What do I have to say about it? LaRon Landry sucks. Cut! D'Angelo Hall burnt. Linebackers can't get to the edge. Um, offense can't do anything. <laughs> Dudes can't block. Offense can't block, but they can hold on runs. Just they like, sure can. Carlos, Carlos the cushion Rogers. <laughs> the oh, cushion. Carlos the ten yard. <laughs> Carlos the ten yard cushion Rogers. He's um, given a bigger cushion than ever because they keep baiting him and getting him to do all that stuff, and they keep with all those. Aaron, you called this out during the game where they keep running out towards him and doing these inside slants. Mm-hmm. Because he gives them those huge cushions, and so we then he like starts sneaking in a little bit. And then he tries to bite the route, and then they they hit him deep. And you actually called it out. They were like they've done it to him like three times. They're gonna try to go deep on him on this next play. 
and he looked for it. They actually tried it, and he didn't bite this time for the first time, I think, this year. <laughs> oh, like, he actually, Matt Ryan looked left first thing that he did. He looked left to see if Rodgers bit, and he actually didn't bite. But he keeps giving that big cushion. It's getting bigger and bigger. Might as well call Please him cushion. Big Cush. I did. Please cushion, don't hurt. I us. did notice that Big this cushion. week, like after Portis went out, we seem to be running better than we have the whole year. I don't know if it's just Atlanta or what, but Dude, I Betts think was part running, of that. Betts was running well. Yeah, Liddell Betts. Betts. I don't know what his stats were, but he seemed to run a lot better than Clinton Portis has in any games this year. That's not surprising at all. We all know better. Portis is is very injured as usual, and he's also nowhere near as fast as he used to be, and he's getting slower every game, um, especially now he's got the concussion. But Liddell Betts' uh, stats, he went 15 for 70 plus a touchdown. It's pretty good, dude. So that's that's 4-point-something, 4.8 a carry, mm-hmm. maybe 4.7. What about Cartwright? Yeah, but plus, he, what were his combined yards? I mean, he had some, some passing yards, too, or some uh, receptions. Yeah, he had, he had one reception for, for 23 yards. Mm-hmm. 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 Solid. So the running game, solid. actually. That's had a pretty solid game, and he didn't fumble. Yeah, he didn't fumble. Which is what I was waiting for the whole game. I was like, oh, great. Now Liddell Betts is in, and who's going to back him up? Rock Cartwright. Who's going to back them up? Nobody, because we cut Marcus Mason. So, great. We're going to see Liddell Betts get down to the goal line and fumble. Dude, but he didn't. We employed that other dude this past week. We employed him. We hired them as a running back. Which one? Guy. No, we cut that dude. Dude, he's cut. He already got cut. Oh, did he get cut? Dude, yeah. he got cut before the. Was it before the game or after the game? He's cut. He's gone. He gone. Okay. I also wanted to point out that John's dog actually made it into the game and made two big first down catches. Marco Mitchell. Marco Mitchell had two catches. Um, they're both officially. I think they were both officially uh, 11 yards each, and both were for first downs. And One was on a first down, he got a first down, and the second was, was on the third down conversion, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yeah, two catches, 22 yards, 11 each, two first downs. I think that's a good beginning to uh, what I think is going to be a good career. Marco Mitchell, dude can make plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he looked pretty it's about uh, time he was actually active and actually on the field. Yeah, it's always good when you throw it to someone and they catch it. And that's what he seems to do. Yeah, no lie. I mean, as many problems as we've been having with the offensive line and tatters. I don't think tatters is such like a small word for talking about a bunch of big dudes. But in tatters, um, Jason Campbell, you know, he's he's up, he's down, he's afraid to get hit because he's getting hit all the time. And then, I mean, how many passes have been dropped just in the last game? How many passes were dropped that hit people in the hands? At least two. Yeah, like that. In the hands of Fred Davis had one hit him in the hands and got picked for TD. Yeah, that should have been a catch. That wasn't Jason Campbell's fault. At all. I mean, it's just so much bad luck. It's like when he finally has some good throws, people are letting them just bounce literally off their fingers, off the palms of their hands, off their letters. Off their helmet. Off their freaking helmets. (laughs) Oh, man. But I will say the offense in the third quarter there showed some signs of life and actually strung together two touchdown drives. Dudes, they did. They did show some signs of life. It was just enough that they pulled us back in. Like we were just about to be like, they're done. They're just done. This is going to be a joke of a game. And they start scoring and they start doing drives. And then we're like, oh, oh, man, here comes the comeback. And then 
Bam. Yeah, even they even got um, our dog uh, Mike Sellers involved. Had a few catches. One was for a long game. Mm-hmm. But just like he was like what three years ago, I think, mm-hmm. when he was really in the prime of his career, and he scored nine touchdowns or something like that. And then Jim Zorn came in as the coach and just completely forgot that Mike Sellers knows how to play. Then on the other hand, Dude. when we needed like fourth and three inches, they didn't give it to him. Yeah. Fourth and, Luton. Fourth and three inches, fourth and, you know, a quarterback sneak. Fourth and Luton. Uh, yeah, dude, exactly. That that was just ridiculous. Well, let's just go straight. And killing ourselves on fourth down penalties, too. Yeah, before I get all worked up about this, let's go ahead and get into the Kicking the Balls Awards. Aaron it's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Awards. All right, this week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by, I don't know. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. When you're in Atlanta, have a Coca-Cola. Yes. Okay, so um, can I, who wants to start with this one? Dude, go ahead. Number 30, little Ron Landry. <laughs> John's, been, John's been calling it out for weeks. And Moose Johnston and... What's his face, Sarah Gusa, and whoever is with Moose Johnson, Dick Stockton, or whoever it is, called him out. How he did his little sailor dive thing in there and gave up a touchdown. Yep, it's ridiculous. Sailor dive. That's all he does is he dive can... at people. Not to mention, he reminds tackle. me of a flying squirrel, dude. He's like Rocky and Bullwinkle. He's like the flying squirrel. <laughs> Not to mention his hit on the quarterback, like out of bounds, all thug like, like he should be on the Dallas Cowboys. What was that again? Again. The dude, 30, 30. the quarterback was obviously running out of bounds, like, you know, trying to get a few extra yards and then takes two steps out. And he's and basically. What? What's up, Josh? Flying squirrel. Because I said, and then he's running, he's obviously running out of bounds. And suddenly he's like, whoa, flying squirrel. Where did he come oh. from? Yeah, suddenly. I was like, what? There's a squirrel in your window like that creepy lady the other night? <laughs> <laughs> suddenly he gets nailed by number 30 for no apparent reason, except for that he's three yeah, yards out of bounds. 30. It was ridiculous. Dirty, dirty. His dude. tackling is horrible. And I know they're saying, oh, he's playing free safety instead of strong safety, and he's really a strong safety. That's a strong point. Dirty, well, then dirty. damn, put him at strong safety. <laughs> but I don't. Every time he's up there in the box, such as on one of those runs by Michael Turner for a touchdown, <sighs> he goes in and tackles the guy like around his legs, and dirty. like he doesn't even wrap him up. He just throws his shoulder dirty. into him, and and Michael Turner just runs over him like get out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's like, where? How, why is his tackling regressed so badly? Why is his play regressed so badly? And why can't anyone, I mean, if it were me, after the way he's been playing so much, if we didn't have all these injuries at safety now suddenly, I'd bench him for a game. I'd be like, dude, you are killing our team. You're missing tackles. You're getting personal fouls every single game. And obviously, it's not getting through that thick skull of his. So some they need to be a little bit stronger about what they're doing to get him to quit being a bonehead. Mm-hmm. And you predicted this, dude. Thirty, thirty, <laughs> dirty thirty. You predicted this, dude. You predicted it a few weeks ago, and it's just come to a head. Yeah, it's like thirty. It's... Anyway, who's next? Oh man, I'll go next. I number thirty, the Ron Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I already gave mine to him. 
That's who I was giving mine to. Um, All right, I'll give mine to... Dirty third. Number 23, Dirty 23. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like Dorky 23, man. Talk about somebody that really D'Angelo wanted to have a good Brawl. game. You knew he was going to have a bad game. Uh, D'Angelo Brawl. He, D'Angelo Brawl. And I don't think that was really his fault. That Dude, he went over there. Why didn't he go over he there? He went over there to he get his dude. To. Landry. He went over there to get Landry and get him off the sideline in case guys started picking on him. And Landry That's runs an away. And D'Angelo Hall gets mobbed by the entire Atlanta Falcons. I swear I thought I saw Deion Sanders in there. Yeah, and their infomercial-looking coach got in on there, and he should have been ejected. I called that when I saw it. Dudes, mm-hmm. listen to me. Listen to me. That's an excuse. And this is my kick, so let me tell you. The other part, <laughs> oh, the yeah. other part of the reason... The other part of this, why he's getting kicked, is because he's not a classy guy. Not a classy guy. And What did he do? I believe he's a thug. What did he do that was not classy? Dirty 30. Did you see his interview afterwards on Comcast? Who, Dirty 30? He was all they had to like They couldn't show his interview live with KJ. Are you talking about D'Angelo or the other dude? I'm talking about Dirty 23. You said Dirty 30. No, I didn't. Dirty 23. All right, rewind. <laughs> yeah, you did. You said dirty 30. Dirty 30. <laughs> Whatever. Dirty 30. Whatever. D'Angelo Hall's interview afterwards with KJ, they had to postpone it like five minutes so they could go back and edit it and put the beeps in the right places. Ah. Well, he was mad, dude. Dude needs to chill out. Yeah, but he was mad. He's got anger management issues, and he said he, he does was have anger management issues. You're right. You know, I mean, he needs to get beyond that for real. Like, get mm-hmm. yourself a shrink and go figure it out or something. All right, but he was dirty twenty. I was pretty. Um, <laughs> I was pretty discouraged by the fact that one of our dudes was surrounded by like thirty Atlanta Falcons, and no one came over there to help him except for slow Albert Hainsworth. He finally walked over there and cracked some. Who was probably running at full speed to get there, and it just took him that long to get there. When he finally got there, he just like hit him like a bowling ball and like. Falcons started flying everywhere, and they threw, and that, and that was another thing. Then, then they threw a flag on him for coming in there, even though all these guys are like surrounding him, and like their strength coaches on the sidelines, like flexing his arms, like, like, like the Ultimate Warrior back in '80s style <laughs> wrestling and whatnot. All like, yeah, bring it on, football player! <laughs> and the infomercial guy, the infomercial guy was like starting some stuff with him too. Whoever that the who was that guy that looks like he's off of Ron Popeil's like Vegematic, they their head coach. oh the coach yeah dude that's their head coach <laughs> I think his name is Mike Smith whatever his name is yeah we'll talk we're gonna come back to that in a little I bit, was I like think. dudes all I gotta say and then we'll let John give his kick all I gotta say is it was like a nightmare for me like watching this stuff happen dirty thirty dirty twenty three I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was watching a Cowboys game. Except for the Cowboys players were wearing Redskins uniforms, I couldn't figure it out. All right, it's like because they were that Twilight dirty. Zone did I wake up in, dude? I'm with you with that Go on ahead. number thirty, but number twenty three, I can't agree with on that because he was getting surrounded cool. and none of our guys came to help, which was weak. Okay, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty weak that a lot that it took forever for anyone to get over there and help him out. But I think uh, I think what happened is everyone was just like, "What? What? He's still over there." Because they couldn't see him beyond all the uh, all the black and red jerseys, mm-hmm. all the flexed muscles of the strength trainers. And, right, and John, Rod Winters, yeah. Rod oh, Winters. And one more, 
one more thing to add to that for for you, Josh, is uh, on that play where Aaron, you were talking about the dirty thirty, mm-hmm. or that uh, you know, he he got busted on that one tackle where they played him at his allegedly strong spot at strong safety instead of free safety, and he got that tackle broken. The second person to hit him was D'Angelo Hall. Hall. Yeah, you're right. He yep. should have made a tackle on that too. Mm-hmm. It was weak. Oh man, let's see. Who do I want to get my kick now to? You guys picked the best ones. Oh, there's a lot of no dude. What about Mike Williams? What, what about um, <laughs> Stefan Heyer or Casey Raybach for holding on a run again? Oh, good lord! Dude, Casey Raybach held on a run at that. that. <laughs> oh, Seriously? Or dude, your favorite guy to kick Batiste? <laughs> the Anthony Batiste. Boy, did he come dude. in and do a really good job. <laughs> you need to kick all of those offensive guys that had all those penalties. We had 69 yards in the first half of, of offensive yardage and 69 yards worth of penalties. Oh, yeah, and 10 of that were on um, Albert Hainsworth for offsides on the same drive. On the same drive, ahead. although we did we did go back and look. Aaron, both you and I went back and looked, and Albert Hainsworth got back on that second one. Yeah, on that fourth down where they got the first down, I swear Albert Hainsworth got back on sides before they hiked the ball. I don't know, dude. He's still taking breaks and, like, going to the locker room to have push-up pops or something, you know, like, during, in between. <laughs> he's like, and I love he's push-up like, pops. He's in there eating dream sickles or something. I don't know what he's doing. But it's like every game, when's the last game you saw when Albert Hainsworth wasn't walking across the end zone with his helmet <laughs> off, just kind of staring out of the field like, oh, there's a football game going on out here. Maybe I should come <laughs> back out here and play. Seriously. Dude, he's huge. Give him a break. No break. Not for $100 million. I'm sorry. Dude, he's three, there isn't a single defensive tackle his size in the league that plays every down. Did you? I still think he's. I think he's one of the best players on the team right now. Did you? Hands down, and I I think a lot of people don't give Albert Hainsworth enough credit for what he's done (laughs) to make the defense better. Arakpo has five and a half sacks this year. He leads rookies, and he's not even starting at defensive end. Uh, Andre Carter has what three and a half or something like that. They've got more sacks now than probably they did the whole last year. Oh, there's your kick right there, John. If we want more sacks, we need to put Arakpo at defensive end, and whoever's decision is is not. Doing that needs to be kicked. All I know is, yeah. dude. Yeah, I, I agree. But the fact that he's got five and a half sacks to lead the league as a rookie already, and he's half, playing half his, his snaps at linebacker. I mean, I told Aaron this during the game. I was like, dude, if there's a season that they want to try to make him at least a part-time linebacker that's going to expand his, uh, his ability to play on the field and the things he can do, um, to make him that much more of a complete football player, this is the season to do it because we're looking at like two and fourteen or three and thirteen this year. So if you want to do an experiment like that, this is the year to do it. I'm still not well, sure I agree the, with it, but you know, I would rather see you. him at defensive end. But man, he's a here's beast. the question then: of those five and a half sacks, how many of those sacks came from the linebacker position? I would say zero. There you go. I don't know. Is that That's is that a thing. true? But I think I if they're gonna make him play linebacker, I'd rather them try it this year and then be like, hopefully Greg Bloss will get fired because I really can't stand him, and then they'll uh, you know whoever the next defensive coordinator will be will be someone that's good. Number one and two will be able to bring look at him and be like, why the hell are they playing you at linebacker? You're a defensive end. <laughs> but every now and then he could snap off like and go cover 
as, you know, go cover a tight end at defensive end. He could jump back and not rush the passer and still be able to do some kind of coverage. Because he doesn't really have many coverage skills. He didn't do that in in college much. Dude, does he play on the right side? Yeah. Well, is it his fault that all these runners keep getting the edge? I don't know. That's a good point. Dude, Aaron, I don't think it is. Well, it might be because the runners have been getting the edge on the Redskins, especially late in the games for the last two and a half seasons. Got really bad last year, and this year it's horrendous. Well, this year, not only are they getting the edge, but then the safeties are taking these dumb sailor dives and letting them get the end zone after they get the edge. And bad angles and everything, you know. It really started happening when when Josh's dog, uh, Washington, started going down to injury because he was really the guy that seemed to contain on the side. And ever since then, no one's really been able to uh, contain the run very well from the linebacking position when they get they busted out to the sides like that. Mm. Anyway, anyway, I got to give a kick to somebody. Um, I got to give a kick to somebody. Where's a Dallas fan? I need to line somebody up. I'm going to give my kick to Fred Davis for not catching that because pass. his blocking sucked again. He only had two catches, twenty six yards. Um, he had that one that we talked about that bounced off his hands that got returned for a pick six. Way to go. I mean, it's not like it brushed off his fingertips. He should have caught it, especially for someone who was a great catching tight end back in college. And if you guys didn't notice it, and you might not have until Yoder, Yoder, Yoder caught that touchdown, Fred Davis started losing plays as the game went on because he couldn't block. So they had to bring in Yoder more and more and more to protect the quarterback. Dude, I didn't notice that. I actually didn't think that his blocking was that bad in this game. That's because they started taking him out because he was so bad. In my humble opinion, I thought that he, uh, I thought he had Yoder. a horrible game. Mm-hmm. Cut. It was good to see Old Man Yoder make that touchdown catch. It, it was, was nice. and if and and if you go back and look, the far the farther you went into the game, the more you saw Yoder, and the less you saw Fred Davis. You saw him on the sidelines a couple times, looking all pained, like, "Damn, I suck." That's because like Yoder's background behind What he was Zorn. thinking was, he was thinking, I missed my vacation for this. Yoder's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no dude. lie. Yoder's pretty good. Yoder, 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 Yoder. Anyway, all right, John. So, um, all right, Fred Davis, we That's need to get kick. going here. Let's go ahead and move into the Game Ball Awards. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. All right, go ahead, John. Uh, um, well, dude, you know, my game ball is going to go to my dog, Marco Mitchell. Finally made the field, first NFL game. He had two balls thrown his way. He caught both of them, each for 11 yards. He got a first down on each catch. One on a first down to just move right into the next set of downs. And the second was a third down conversion. Marco Mitchell, number 84. Unless, unless management really sucks, and we know they do, I expect <laughs> to see him in a Redskins uniform for a long time. Solid. Where's he out of? Is he was he is he from Pennsylvania? He is from the. He is a Wolfpack of Reno, Nevada <laughs> alumni. Right. The other the other Wolfpack. The other Wolfpack. Ow. Yeah, he was. Some reason I thought up. he was like actually from Pennsylvania. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Right. I'll look um, him up. All I know uh, is that uh, yeah, I only heard the bird a few times. The Gah! whatever. I can't even imitate that one. The bird sound at Atlanta. They only played it like three or four times that I can remember. Like they don't overdo I, it like Carolina. Like mm-hmm. I've got a um, I got and a the game team ball takes the I, field. 
I've got snap the ball. I've got a shout. But I'm going to wait right. on my shout uh, in case Aaron wants to give it as a game ball. <laughs> Who are you giving your game ball to? My game ball has got to go to Brian Arakpo. He, oh, um, yeah. I think, I think he led the team in tackles. He had two sacks. Um, he was solid. And what I said about D'Angelo Hall being a not a classy guy, Brian Arakpo, just the opposite of that. Um, yeah. Humble, humble guy came out and talked about it. You know, he was upset about the loss, but he did his thing and he played well. And he was just like, you know, we just got to get it going. And, uh, you know, just, uh, he's just solid, man. I think he's, he was a great pick for this team. And I hope he's a Redskin for a long time. He was credited with three yeah, his, tackles. His official line was three tackles, one assist, two sacks for a total of 10 yards. Mm-hmm. There you go. Who led the yeah, team with really tackles, solid. by the He's way, was player. Reed Dowdy and Chris Horton, both with six, followed by Dirty 30, and then Albert Hainsworth with four. Dude, you know it's a bad day when you have three safeties leading the team in tackles. Yeah, you're right about that. Good Lord. All right. All right, well, my game ball is going to have to go to Old Man Yoder. <laughs> <laughs> it's Old with Man With his bleach blonde hair. Mohawk. Well, just for that catch With where he dragged the feet. Blonde mohawk rolling along. And Jason <laughs> Jason Campbell hung in there and um, delivered that ball where it looked like it was going to be thrown away. And Yoder had like receiver like feet to get those in um, at the back of the end zone. And he was in, by the way. Yeah, yeah he was. Surprised. In. I'm surprised he didn't like pull something on that man. I've never seen him stretch like that. I texted. I'm, I think that's what all his teammates were saying too. I texted Josh and was like, "He's so in." <laughs> <laughs> Remember when? I'm just kidding. Um. All right. Well, moving forward, we pretty much already talked about the scuffle on the sidelines. You can. Uh, no, dudes, hold on. I got to get my shout out. You got to let me do it. All right, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh! Josh has a shout out. Because you didn't take my guy, and I gotta mention this. Actually, I have two shots. One little one. I got a, I got a mentionable Rocky McIntosh. I thought had a good game on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I just I felt like he was playing solid football. That's not my shout. My shout, and I think I texted you guys during the game, is that possibly our best player, our best player on the team. Uh. And this is the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever had to say. Possibly our best player could be Sean Sweezum. It's amazing. Um, I think he's perfect on the year, if I'm not mistaken. He is perfect on the year on field goals, and he's only missed one extra point, and I believe that was a uh, block. It was blocked, and it was Rondé Barber who was unblocked, just came open on it. Right, Rondé Barber coming off the edge, unblocked. That wasn't his fault, though. Yep. Uh, now we've jinxed and, him for next week. All right. And um Yeah, we're gonna go into the game this weekend. He's gonna go like one for four for field goals and one for four. That well, would be anybody that's, four. Anybody that's <laughs> listened to us for any amount of time knows that we rag on Sean Sweezum all the time. We're always like, please cut Sean Sweezum. Why is he still in the Oh, team? back on the Rocky McIntosh thing, he did have a pick, and that's the first interception by a someone other than D'Angelo <laughs> Hall on the Redskins this year. Yeah, Dude, that was the first a- interception not by D'Angelo Hall this season. He, he had a pick, and he also had a big stop down at the goal line early in the game. Um, the Falcons ended up scoring a touchdown, I think, on the next play or two plays later. But he had a big stop down there uh, early on as well. I just thought he had a solid game, so definitely mentionable. All right. Well, I think we pretty much you are. win the honor roll mention. We've already talked about the scuffle on the sidelines enough, so um, 
yeah. you can read D'Angelo Hall's Ultimate account Warrior. of it. He came out of there saying he was going to contact the league office today, so I haven't heard anything else about that. <laughs> um, moving forward to the injury report, uh, Chris Horton is out with a um, – what, what's his injury, dude? You want me to run down the, uh, yeah, the, the stuff? Do a rundown on? on that. All right. We're in trouble here. You know, it's bad enough with the offensive linemen that have been going out for the year. But uh, we're now Chris Horton might be done for the year. He's got a damaged ligament in his left big toe. And uh, he's out a minimum four to six weeks. And if he has to have surgery, he's done for the year. Mike Williams has another injury. Um, you know, he's lost all that weight in his body's, you know, it's, it's just a weird thing for his body. So it's, it's, he keeps getting all these like minor, small, weird injuries, but he's got a, uh, torn ligament in his ankle. It seems like he's going to be all right, but he's going to be out two to four weeks. So word is odd body hire is moving back to the right side <laughs> and they're going to stick Levi Jones on the left side coming into the, the weekend game. Oh man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, I'm sorry. It's just kind of can't. And then if and, and if he goes anymore. down, Josh Allen is gonna go in. Oh, Dude. man. I just man. can't take it anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, it's. <laughs> um, we know Clint Porter's got a concussion. He's doubtful for the weekend. I think he's not gonna play. Um, uh, at least fine. this weekend. And, yeah, Josh, like you just said, that's fine. I want to see Liddell Betts get out there and make that money. Yeah. And I want to see the Redskins re-sign Marcus Mason. Marcus Mason. They need to re-sign Marcus back. Mason, like, tomorrow. Although Josh- that would be great. As of Monday night, the day after uh, the Falcons game, they have not re-signed Marcus Mason. But they are, <laughs> and Zorn has admitted this in his press conference today, they have uh, made inquiries into picking up Cut Larry Johnson from Kansas City if he clears waivers. Today. Are you serious? I thought we were just I'm joking about that earlier today. Yeah, Aaron and I, I, I texted you guys when I heard that when I went to lunch today. And uh, I was just like, oh, you know. And I didn't say all this in the text because I didn't think it really needed to be said. But, you know, spit in women's face, uh, domestic abuser, gay slur guy, Larry Johnson. Must make Penn State really proud. Um, got cut because of all his problems. And I guarantee the Redskins are already working on a contract for him. And sure enough, they're they're looking to try to maybe pick him up because he's a classy guy. Dude, dude what is this the chi- in the Chinese calendar? Is it like Year of the Thug? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, dudes, let's talk about that for a second because you got Larry Johnson. What's the upside? Would you rather have the Redskins pick up Larry Johnson or would you rather have them re-sign Marcus Mason? Marcus, Marcus Mason. Mason. Yeah, okay. Now, the reasoning, yeah, we all agree on that. But you're looking at Larry Johnson. The guy was a pro bowler, had a couple of really fantastic years. Keyword there was. an absolute idiot. He must be, like, just above the mentally retarded line as far as his his IQ goes because this guy is socially inept. Um, But they're thinking about bringing him in because they think he can be productive. However, his production, he's been just like Clinton Portis the last year and a half. He's just going downhill and downhill. He's had he has bright spurts here and there, but he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the bang that he used to have, where he could hit people and still like carry on after contact. And then we got Marcus Mason, dude, who has done nothing but kick some total butt in preseason and has gotten very very limited play this year with the Redskins before they cut him inexplicably. And someone who's very young 
has a lot of upside, plenty of shelf life left for running back, and we know he's got good vision behind the line of scrimmage as he's coming up on the uh, on on the offensive line to try to find a hole and to get through there, and good speed. Yeah, but dude. So I, I think it's a no-brainer, and I think you guys agree with me. So the Redskins obviously will sign Larry Johnson tomorrow. Yeah, because, dude, everything you said about Larry Johnson fits Danny uh, Snyder's mold for becoming a Redskin. Was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was a yeah, pro was bowler. good. Was <laughs> in trouble like with the law. <laughs> he, he's like Sean Alexander last year or two years ago or whenever it was. I mean, we brought Look, in Sean Alexander. It, I, yeah. You know? No one else signed him before that after he got cut by the Seahawks, and no one else signed him after that. The Redskins Man. would have to pay $2.1 million to claim him off waivers. That's not what I read, dude. Wow. I read that he, I read that they they would end up paying him like $4.5 million for the remainder of the season. Oof. Wow. Here's what I say. Yeah, I get, well, I guarantee, even though we have one of the, the highest picks on waivers because our record is so bad, I guarantee we're not even the Danny's not going to do that. I say sign uh, Marcus Mason for the league minimum and let him be one of the surprises of the season. Developable, might as well have him in there. Anyway, all right. um, Yeah, it's about time. We don't want Larry Johnson. That's pretty much what we're saying here at Harry Hog Football. We don't want that that piece of crap. That's it, criminal. Yeah, I think that's a unanimous um, vote of no confidence to pick up Larry Johnson as far as HHF is Cut! concerned. Word. Anyway, we're going to take a short break here, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about John Riggins versus Snyder versus Greg Blotch. Bum, bum, bum. And we have Aaron's predictions, perilous predictions at the halfway point. And, Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll see you at the other side of the break. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. John Riggins apparently has started a online video series about why yeah. Dan Snyder's tubs on a hill. John, you want to take this one? John Riggins isn't one of them. <laughs> John Riggins. John Riggins can't stand Dan Snyder. If John, John Riggins if John... obviously is a... Not a big fan of Dan Snyder. His quote, uh, I think his best quote in his uh, his latest blast of the Snyder regime is that he has a black heart or a dark heart. Um, and he said many, many other things. Um, he kind of went to the point where he, it, it's, it's a little too much, I think. Riggo's really going over the top on this. Um, I, 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 it's, he's kind of made it. 
it's it's like he's made it a personal attack against him to the point where it's like, whoa, don't go like so overboard and make it like not classy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the whole woodshed thing and Zorn and and Serato thing was funny, but now it's kind of like, all right, you're going a little too much there, uh, Rigo. Pretty much exactly kinda what like, we expect. Kind of like him. when Norv Turner was like, the Redskins chill coach. Out, dude. We hated him. Like, we still hate out. him. Can't stand San Diego because he's over there. But you don't joke the guy because he's got a scarred up neck because he got burned when he was a kid. You just dude. hate him because he's a dumbass and he can't coach. Like, take a chill Norv Tur- dude. <laughs> Norv Turner, making good teams mediocre since 1995. What did John Riggins say about Greg Blash? Yeah. Blosh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He didn't say anything about Blosh, but Blosh, who has had a self-imposed moratorium on talking to any reporters for, like, what, three and a half weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, Why was he at a crematorium? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, but not a crematorium, and, uh, dude. And uh, a moratorium. <laughs> a moratorium. Oh, not not a an moratorium. And uh, he 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 didn't talk to the press for like three and a half weeks. Really, after that whole Trevor Maddich blow up, where he was like yelling at Trevor Maddich, and Maddich is like, "What? What did I do?" And uh, people were busting on him about that. So he was like, I'm just not going to talk to the press. And he had Jerry Gray, who I don't know why we have this. The press has this huge, like, love affair with Jerry Gray. Like, they were like, he could be the head coach for the rest of the year. They're talking about naming him this, and he's a great coach, blah, blah, blah. If he's such a great coach, why do our safeties suck? (laughs) In any event, so he's the one that's been talking to as the defensive coordinator, quote, unquote. Um, He got permission from the NFL to talk instead of Greg Blosh, so Greg Blosh could go be a wuss and not talk to the press anymore. And then suddenly, out of the blue, three and a half weeks later, he suddenly, like, bombasts himself back out into the press. And he's just like, everyone needs to stop picking on Dan Snyder. He's one of the best people I know. Where the hell did that come from? Came from the... And why did you, of all things, to come back after making yourself unavailable to the press for nearly a month, you came back and and just threw that out there? What is that about? That just makes me not like... That that put him in the... uh, I'm done with Greg Blosh category because he's obviously in Snyder's pocket. You don't bite the yep, hand that feeds you. He's in Snyder's dude. pocket. Oh, it makes me wonder all the way back to with Greg Williams when when Blosh was like his second. Was there like anything going on with Snyder and and Greg Blosh? Like wait, you know, wait. little rumblings there where they were like well, maybe. You mean when Greg Blosh was his number two? He was his number. Well, who does number two work for? Was his number two, not his second. (laughs) I am your number two. So, you know, I mean, they had to pay Greg Williams a million dollar buyout because he was not the next Redskins head coach. So, and suddenly we have a guy who was waiting in the wings, who's coming out after three and a half weeks of refusing to speak to the press. He's suddenly coming out, going, "Leave Dan Snyder alone." What is that about? I don't know, dude, but. (laughs) I do know one thing. It's time for Aaron's perilous prediction. So let me get some news. Where are you going with this Aaron's perilous predictions thing? Because I actually have the original sheet from when you made your perilous predictions at the beginning of the season. Oh, good. Keep that out because you can compare it to my predictions now. I have the original sheet. I'm going to scan it and put it on the website. All right, John, call out the upcoming games, and I'll give you my prediction like the Swami. Dude, I'm I'm pumped, man. You're getting me all pumped up with this music. (laughs) Wow, that sounded like a big wet one. Sounded like like, uh, 
It's like... What was it? Timber falling? <laughs> Timber falling. <laughs> it's, like, it's like snow falling on cedars. Falling <laughs> on cedar turds. All right. Coming up this weekend at the halfway point. The Redskins are 2-6 and six, coming up this weekend on Sunday. Broncos at home. Aaron, your prediction. Redskins are going to shock the world and pull out a victory at home. The offense is going to turn the corner with Levi Jones at tackle and Stephon Heyer on the other side. <laughs> Todd Yoder is going to pull in two touchdowns. The Redskins will come in, will come away with a three-point victory. All right, so 1-0 from the half points, halfway point. Yep, next. Get pumped. Oh, 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 oh. Next game, on the road at the new Texas Stadium. Easy, dude. Redskins are going to march in there, and they're going to have something planned, like a Ring of Honor type thing, where some Cowboys greats that we hate from the past, Brian Baldinger, are going to be inducted. And during the induction, <laughs> Baldinger is going to get inducted. The Washington Redskins are going to look like they're dead to rights, and in the last two minutes of the game, Santana Moss is going to catch not one but two touchdowns to give the Redskins a fourteen to thirteen victory. That'll be awesome. 2-0. and Hopefully Mark Brunel will be re-signed by then. After that, the next weekend, 11-29 at the Link in Philadelphia. Aaron, your prediction. Easy, dude. The first stadium to have a jail. On the way to the game, uh, Michael Vick will get into a fight with Brian Westbrook. They'll both be thrown into that jail before the game. They will not have either of those players. Not that Michael Vick's a threat to us, but Westbrook could be. Anyway... The Redskins are going to remember the last game, remember the Alamo, so to speak. And John's new dog, Marco Mitchell, is going to be left uncovered for two touchdowns. And Liddell Betts will run for one touchdown, and the Redskins will squeak out a 21-17 to victory. All right, that's 3-0 and after the halfway point. And to be clear, Veteran Stadium was the first stadium with the jail in it, um, not the link, but same city. It sucks. Um, going into December, the 6th, at home versus the uh, the high-octane Saints. This is going to be a- the defense led by Greg Williams, which has scored more points on defense than Cleveland has scored on offense this year. Aaron, your prediction. <laughs> this is going to look like a seemingly, um, like like we have no chance to win this game. And um, But what's going to happen is Drew Brees is going to come out and in- like injure his Achilles tendon on the first play of the game. And they're going to bring in their backup quarterback, who is indeed, I think, Mark Brunel, unless he got cut. Anyway. No, he's still there. I saw him. Okay, so Mark Brunel is going to come in, throw two pick sixes to none other than D'Angelo Hall, and Carlos Rogers will actually pull in an interception for a touchdown. The Redskins will end up winning this game 17-14. to all right, that's 4-0 from the halfway point. <laughs> Moving on, on the 13th, at Oakland, the Raiders versus the Redskins. This is a definite loss, Aaron. You better call it. Where are they playing? They're playing in Oakland. Okay, this is going to be the Redskins. A, a 4 o'clock game. The Redskins are going to be coming off of a huge victory against the Saints that no one thought they were going to win. They're going to march across the country. They're going to show up looking all flat in the first half. They're going to go down 21-3. to to the Oakland Raiders, at which point um, Todd Collins is going to come in for the injured um, Jason Campbell because Jason Campbell is going to be sacked about 20 times thanks to Levi Jones and Oddbody Hire. 
<laughs> and he's going to throw to the fresh Chris Cooley, right? Who's who's freshly back? He's going to throw. Chris Cooley could be back. Chris Cooley's going to have a breakout game, and the Redskins will come back in that game to win with a last second field goal by Sean Sweezum to win the game, twenty three to twenty one. All Where's right, three more games to go. That's five and zero from the halfway point. Dude, replay that music. I'm, I'm, Where's, the, really music? Getting Where's go- the music? Getting me going here. Oh, sorry. Get me all, all cranked up here. Here it comes. Yeah, come on. Makes come me want. On. Makes me want. Makes me want to flex like the Ultimate Warrior, like 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 Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh yeah. Yeah, you know. Oh, by the way, that strength coach's name. Uh, his last name is Fish. <laughs> so you can make jokes of any kind that you, that you want. I guess with a name like Fish, he probably got joked a lot, so he started working out so he could beat people up. <laughs> um, moving on, after the Raiders game, we go back home, and we get visited by the New York football giants. Sunday night. Do I even need to go into this one? Or is the, that Monday night? This game is in Washington. We're going to remember the Alamo finally. <laughs> After being beat by the Giants for like 12 straight years, we are going to come in and I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. This is going to be a a, a a ground battle. And Clinton Portis is going to come back and actually have a big game, break off a few runs, and we're going to win this one 7-6. to six. <laughs> that is Monday Night Football, another exciting Monday Night Football game for the Reds. It might be nine to seven. seven I'm not clear seven. on that, but it, it, I'm thinking seven. To oh, six. nine to seven. North Turner's last game. <laughs> ah, Merry Christmas. A game that will live in infamy and Harry Hogg legend. All right, two more games. That's six and zero oh after the break, putting us solidly at eight and six on the season and, and contending for a wild card spot. So perfectly. Coming into the next weekend, we're at home, Sunday night football versus Dallas. Sunday night for Aaron, your thoughts. Sunday night football versus the Dallas Cowboys in Washington. Hmm. This is going to be a good game. It's going to come down to the wire. There's going to be like an unbelievable amount of offense from both teams, and the defense is going to be, you know, crapping the bed with LaRon Landry sailor diving all over the field as usual. <laughs> it's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to the point where the Redskins are up thirty-four to thirty, with less than a minute left in the game. Tony Romo is gonna scramble around, almost get sacked, and attempt to throw a sixty-yard pass, which is intercepted by none other than number twenty, Justin Tryon, <laughs> to seal the game. <laughs> Dude. Isn't that also the game where Brian Arakpo pulls a LeVar Arrington and ends Tony Romo's career? No, that's not going to happen until next season. Good thought, though. Okay, You're going to save right. that. That's going to be saved for 2010. Okay, all right. All right, so that, that puts us 7-0 and after the midway point and 9-6 and, and six on the season, knocking on the, uh, the sixth spot there. Last game of the year against Norvell Turner's Chargers in San Diego. Oh, this is an easy one, dude. Norvell Turner is going to choke. He's going to have a chance to go to the playoffs, and he's going to choke and lose the game to the Redskins 9-7 to on three Sean Sweezum field goals. Um, their one touchdown. <laughs> their one touchdown is going to be Darren. Live from Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah. The Sean Sweezum show. <laughs> their one touchdown is going to be 
Darren Sproles returning a kick, 101 yards for a <laughs> touchdown, and that will get my team some fantasy points. But the Redskins right. will go strolling into the playoffs. At 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Redskins will look to be a, probably a second wild card contender moving to the playoffs, and the Danny will say, oh, everything's just fine. Vinny, you're still hired. And <laughs> Stefan Heyer, Oddbody, will make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> There's some random person that we don't understand how they made the Pro Bowl, like Carlos Rogers will make it. Yeah, right? Or Chris Cooley, he won't have played half the season. Yeah, yeah, right. that's more. That's that's a pretty good prediction, actually. Someone like Chris Cooley would make it ahead of anyone else. Dudes, let me just point out because I'm looking at this original sheet. Those are great predictions, Aaron. <laughs> let me let me point out these. Starting with the New York Giants at the beginning of the year, Aaron predicted a win over the Giants. Then we went to the Rams, which of course Aaron said we were going to win. Detroit, yeah, we did. I mean, it's Detroit. We did win. Of course, we were going to win that game. Then we hit the Bucks. For a win. Yeah. Carolina. You got that one. There's a W in the column for Aaron there, too. It should have been. We were at that game. It should have been. That didn't turn out that way. That was the rest. Kansas City, <laughs> a win. Um, <laughs> that was the rest, too, dude. It was Rod Eagles. Winters. Eagles, a win. Oh, don't even get me going on them. A win. Now, then there was the bye week, which Aaron said we would have a win there, too. I didn't see it. Um, and then, of course, Atlanta. A win. I don't even remember which two games we won at this point. Dude, we... I, I can barely remember. We beat the Bucks I, I and really, the Rams. Yeah, no, we beat the Rams because we lost to them before. And we beat the Bucks. And we beat the Bucks because they just won wearing the Bucko Bruces for the first time this season. They wore, like, the inept jerseys, and they actually won a game. Unlike when they really wore those jerseys. Yeah. Well, dudes, boy, the, good, the good news is is that we've won 25% of our games. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bad so the news glass, is, is the that glass we've is only 25% won 25% percent. full. All right. Hey, there we go. And we, I mean, you know, I, I have nothing else to add. Can to I that. kill the music now? <laughs> no, oh, you're still playing it? <laughs> Something about this music's making me crave nachos. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> Something about oh, it. Oh man, I me, wish we had a photo for that. Making me not crave nachos. Anyway, yeah, it makes me not crave nachos. Those are my predictions for the second half. We'll see what happens. Aaron's perilous predictions brought to you by uh, Nostradamus. Yeah. Anyway, brought to you by. Um, Brought to you by the History Channel. Well, it's time for Tom's Trivia. Tom, of course, didn't have time to send us in a trivia question because he thought we were doing the podcast tomorrow. So, in his stead, we made up another trivia question. We don't know who won yet either, but we are going to keep whoever sent in the right answer. I'm sure Tom will let you know, and we'll announce it on next week's show. Until then, dude, here's the question for this week. When was the last time the Redskins... Were, what are we? Two and six? Two and, Two six. and six. And went on to make the playoffs. 
If you know your answer, go ahead and send it in to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. And good luck on this week's Tom's Trivia. At least somebody's winning. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, dudes, wrapping the show up. Uh, next game is Sunday against Denver, and I've already told you what's going to happen in that one. Of course, I don't. I don't remember what I said, but anyway, that's what's going to happen in this game. So if you don't tune in, don't worry about it. You can just take what I say as gospel. Oh, and when you're watching the game this weekend, just watch Champ Bailey be masterful in the secondary and say, "Yeah, we used to have that." Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I was going to predict Champ Bailey to pick two passes this week, but then I thought, oh, wait, he doesn't play for the rest yeah, of the just watch Yeah, just watch Champ Bailey playing and then watch the dude that we have in his stead sitting on the bench on our side. Yeah, and see how well Champ Bailey is still playing and still bringing it. Mm-hmm. Man. And get ready, to, Dan Snyder. get ready to revel in a Redskins victory on Sunday afternoon. All right. In any event, that's right. I think that about wraps Dude, up. Dude, I just hope they, um, I just hope they buy some chains for the O line so they can all hook themselves up together or something. They got to be able to protect Jason Campbell better, or I mean, they could tie some him. fishing line between their ankles so people will trip running when they run through the huge gaps that they leave. Exactly. Yep. Anyway, what else do you guys have before we wrap this thing up? Anything? I think that's about it, yo. We'll give up, uh, you know, if if, uh, if you're online, if you go to Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. Also visit us online on the website at harryhogfootball.com or redskinsbook.com, the original and only free social network solely dedicated to Redskins fans. And, and Josh has been uh, putting some designs together in our... He's going to have some new t-shirt designs on, I guess, the new store, the new Harry Hog store coming up here. Um, and all I want to say about that is we are still all-weather fans. Mm-hmm. We are all-weather fans. That's right. I like those a lot. Is it kind of like I'm tires? All-weather tires? All-weather tires. Anyway, yeah, Josh. Nobody, okay. nobody, goes, out, nobody goes out and buys fair-weather tires. Josh is working on some new designs on there, so check those out. And uh, send us some email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com, and I think that wraps it up. So, hail to the Redskins, as always. And if you can do it this week, somehow, you know, get an angle to uh, joke the Cowboys after I think they're pretty much in first place in the division. Go ahead and still joke on. Joke on. Joke on. Joke on. Bye bye.